Welcome to Rhode Island's Amazing Women, the radio show and now a podcast that highlights women in Rhode Island who make a difference. I'm Deb Ruggiero. It's nice to have you here. Uh, joining us is University of Rhode Island women's basketball coach, Tammy Reese. She came to Rhode Island in 2019, and she's led the URI Rams to a 22-game winning season in 2021 to 2022. It's first time ever in over 25 years the team has won over 20 games. Tammy's been named the Atlantic 10 Coach of the Year twice in three years. She was the assistant coach at Syracuse, the fifth overall pick in the WNBA draft in 1997 by the Utah Stars, and she was born in New York. She started playing basketball at Eldred Central High School. Now, I only mention that because she scored 51 points in a high school game, and it's a record for a single game in New York State girls basketball. So thanks for joining us, Tammy. Nice to see you. Well, thank you for having me. Pleasure to be here. You got game, girl. Yeah, I had <laughs> game, girl. That That's long gone. Long gone. But uh, yes, I did. Back in the day, you could say that uh, I could hoop. <laughs> So when did you know that sports and basketball would be your life and your career? Well, I knew at a very young age, my mother and my father were both very active. Um, although back in the seventies, growing up women in sports, there weren't many opportunities, but my dad always watched sports. So we had boxing, basketball, football, it didn't matter what sport was on. I was watching it. And then number two, my mom would always take me out bike rides, races, punt, pass, and kick, any opportunity to be active outside. And in the 70s, growing up, there wasn't much to do. So you were outside. So I was constantly running with her, biking, you know, whatever it was, we were doing it. And so uh, I knew pretty young that I enjoyed all sports mm -hmm. and I loved being active. And, and I also was a tomboy. So when wherever the boys were, that's where I was. Um, mm -hmm. And so I knew really young that, that I was a pretty good, um, pretty good in sports. And it didn't matter what sport I played. I was rivaling the boys in, in my elementary school, you know, for you. Ages. it's nice that you had parents who were just so willing to help you and encourage you along the way and, and make sure you were active, you know, part of why you're so active now. Uh, you were all American over at university of Virginia, a program with a better women's basketball history, more talent, and certainly way more money than uh, the University of Rhode Island. And you had a chance to go back to your alma mater as a head coach, but you didn't. Here you are in Rhode Island. Why? <laughs> well, you know, two years ago when obviously we got good and, and the job opened up, mm -hmm. now I won't say it was my job to have, but I was one of the first phone calls they made and nice. had great, serious conversations with their their athletic director, Carla. Um, but, you know, times have changed since the 90s when I, I went to school there. And the people I did it with, Dawn Staley, who's probably the most famous women's basketball coach right now, that was my backcourt running mate. Mm. Um, and every time I turned around when I was on campus there, whether we played, you know, recently we played down there, it just was so different. The people were different. And every time I turned around, I was looking for my teammates. I was looking for my former coach and it to be like it was when I was there. And, and I loved it. It was the best four years of my life. It really was. And I just, it, I didn't fit who I am as a, as a woman, as a person, my standards, my values, my character, my belief system, I'm was much different than Charlottesville and, and the UVA of now. And so 
I didn't think it'd be a great fit. I really didn't. Um, and so that's why I, I didn't further the interview process at all, because I knew deep in my heart, it wasn't a place I wanted to be. I didn't want to spend, I didn't want to buy a home there. I didn't want to live there. Although I love the people, don't get me wrong. It, I've got a much better fit in Rhode Island of who I am as a person. So quality of life and my happiness is much more important than, than a job will ever be. And that is so, so true. hundred percent. So you've been all over the country playing all over the country, coaching, and here you are in the smallest state in the nation. What do you love most about Rhode Island? You know, I'm a, I'm a sun and beach girl. So I, I and I'm an East coast girl. So no matter where I was going to be, it was going to be the East coast and Northern East Coast, because I'm a New Yorker. I love the Northern states up until about North Carolina is is as far south as I would like to venture when you're when you're thinking about retiring or or living. Mm -hmm. Um, And so it just it checked every box, you know, East Coast, a beach town, you know, beautiful weather, great people. Um, It is a pretty special place. That's why we call the ocean state. Exactly. And so, you know, I thought it was a hidden gem. I don't understand why, you know, everyone told me it's a bad job, Tammy, don't take it. You'll never win there. No one's been able to do it, blah, blah, blah. And when I got here and I I saw the facilities, I saw the state, I saw the people, I meant the people. Mm-hmm. I said, they're crazy. This is a hidden gem. Yes. You can win here. Um, and it's got, it just checked every box for me. And the people, I think was the biggest box when you're going to work for people and with people, you've got to enjoy them. Mm -hmm. And then number two, you all have to be thinking and rowing in the same direction, wanting the same things and doing it the same way. And so the, the athletic director Thor, it, it, it was like, he could finish my sentences. I could finish his, and we both wanted the same things and do it the way we both agreed upon doing it. And it just was a perfect fit. So Every box checked, it, it was an easy, easy um, stay for me. And when you're simpatico like that with someone, it's kind of hard to walk away. Very. Besides the beaches, too. You know, we're also known as a great location for movies here in Rhode Island. The Gilded Age in Newport, Good Burger. And I read somewhere that you were an actress starring in Double Team, as well as a TV series, Sister, Sister. I mean, how does a basketball player become an actress? Well, you know, that's the one thing is you'll be labeled very quickly when you're an athlete, you're a basketball player, and that's what you are. And so after college, there was no WNBA yet. There wasn't. I graduated in 92. The WNBA came out in 97. So upon graduation, I had offers to go play overseas and continue my career. And Mm -hmm. I took my first drama class at Virginia my freshman year, and I fell in love with it. And so I decided, even though my major was sports management, upon graduation, I'm going to go back to New York. I'm going to get an agent. I'm going to go to drama school. And I'm going to start acting. And that, and that's what I did. I graduated. I went up to New York. I landed an agent. I started fitness modeling. And then I landed my first national commercial with Arthur Anderson, got my SAG card. And it was history from there. And, wow. and I have my basketball passion. And then I have my acting passion. And they're they're both at, at different points in my life kind of dominated my life. I left basketball to act. I left acting to come back to basketball. And so um, gradually when, when I retire and I'm old and I'm going to Betty White it, I'm going to go back to acting mm-hmm. and I'm 
be a, whether it's theater, whether it's character acting, whether it's commercial work, I'm going to get back into it because I do. I love it. It's, it's my hobby. It's my passion. Um, and it's something that, that, that I really enjoy. So how much theatrics on the sidelines, Tammy, when you're coaching? You know, sidelines, there's a whole bunch of theatrics going on with me because uh, number one, I'm, I'm a high energy. I'm a New Yorker. My hands are flying. The words are coming out of my mouth. But I use my acting a lot more in, you know, being able to recruit in relationship and being able to connect with different people from all walks of life. Um, different scenarios and settings, you have to be a chameleon. You've got to be able to adapt and, and form and, and be free with ability to connect with people. And so my acting and my acting classes, I have, I'm, I'm completely inhibited. So I'll just, I'll let go. And I think it's really helped me in the most area has been recruiting. And being able to talk to people from different walks of life, connect with people and just, you know, be free um, and and not kind of tight or prohibited. I'm I'm just I'm out there and it's all me 100 percent in your face out there. And I think that's where I've used my my acting skills the most is really recruiting. Mm -hmm. And it's not just, you know, teaching these these young women, you know, to and like you said, you're, you're talking to a lot of young people. You're really out there. Uh, but you're teaching these young women not only to be the best basketball players in the conference, but it's also about academics. You're also coaching them on how to be successful women in life, right? And for many women, athletic competition is kind of a doorway to self-confidence and success. How do you integrate that in your day-to-day -day life with so many of these young women? Well, I think the the biggest thing is when we were building this program, and and I really wanted to be a head coach for this reason uh, um, alone was how we do things, um, being able to mentor and teach young women. But my my motto is how you do everything is how you do anything. And so mm -hmm. if you're gonna have a work ethic and you're gonna be you know coachable and you're gonna have all these great intangibles, perseverance and resiliency and all these things on the court. It's the way you are in the classroom. It's the way you are in the community. It's the way you're with your parents and your family. And so we build, we teach culture here. And I do not recruit kids um, anymore who don't fit those standards of high character, high morality, high value system. And that's our culture. And so when you're not having to fix things, problems constantly, you can just focus on mentoring young women to be great. Um, great, like in society, great in the classroom and great on the court. But when they graduate, they're ready to enter the real world and contribute and be able to function in the real world. And so that's what we teach at the University of Rhode Island. It's it's not basketball. It's just it's you know grooming young women to be great at everything they do and and be ready when they do have to enter the real world to be successful and be able to grab the real world by the horns and not have it grab them. And so that's what we teach at the University of Rhode Island. If you're just joining us, thanks for listening. I'm Deb Ruggiero, host and creator of Rhode Island's Amazing Women. Karen Kay is my producer. She's been with me since our first show in 2004. So thank you, Karen. Couldn't do this without you. The website is amazingwomenri.com. And my guest is URI women's basketball head coach, Tammy Reese, Atlantic 10 Coach of the Year. I mentioned she was an All-American at the University of Virginia, her former her uh, alma mater, and a former WNBA player. Now, you were drafted in 1997 by the 
the uh, Utah Stars. What was it like playing basketball in the WNBA? And my gosh, so much has changed in 27 years. Well, it was the first year of the league. So it was incredible that women could finally play at home in front of your fan, friends and family and not have to go overseas your whole career. And so everyone was just grateful to have the opportunity. And I remember playing in places that you only dreamt about playing for my, my two meccas of basketball were the Lakers and they played at the forum at the time and the garden where the Knicks played. And so to be able to walk into the arenas and play on the same floors as, as your NBA counterparts, it was incredible. Mm -hmm. And so for me, it, it, it really was a dream come true. Um, I'll never forget our first tip, our first game against the Sparks. I'll never forget. I also worked for the jazz organization in the off season. So I did sideline reporting and visiting locker room. So when the bulls came to town for the, the finals, I was courtside um, watching Michael win it, you know, all the great things that came along, not just with playing in the WNBA, but being associated with, with the WNBA and having the opportunities I got was absolutely incredible. Um, mm. And now you look, there was like eight games on yesterday um, and the growth of where we've come in those 27 years has been just ridiculous. And so I'm ever humbled and ever grateful for my time playing and coaching in the WNBA because it was a, it was one of my bucket list dreams growing up. I, I wrote my dream goals out a hundred of them. And one of them was play in the NBA. I want to get drafted and play in the NBA. And you know, obviously that didn't happen, but a couple of years later, here comes, I get drafted. My name gets called. I go on stage with my Jersey. Parents are in the crowd. It It is so a cool moment. It really is. And not many women get to the opportunity to have that happen to them. Um, and so I'll never forget it again. It's one of my top five favorite moments in my career was being drafted and, and getting my name called and going on stage with the commissioner and taking that pick. Good for you. Well-deserved. You bring such an abundance of experience to the Rhode Island women's basketball program. Isn't it exciting to be with these young people with so much energy and enthusiasm, you know, whether it's coaching for me, I love teaching at university, but do you find each year, you know, you're getting older yet the students that you're coaching are always the same age, right? So how do you connect with the different generations? You know, that's, that's where, you know, as any teacher and, and coaches are no different than teachers um, in order, everything's relationships. So you got to stay current on, you know, pop culture. You got to stay current on what, what affects their lives? What are they going through? Not what you believe, not back in the eighties when I was growing up, they don't want to hear that. So keeping current in current events, keeping current with the times, growing of, of every decade, things change dramatically, especially with technology. Mm -hmm. And so just staying current, I, I use Bruce, Bruce Lee's quote, flow like water. Um, and as a coach or a teacher, it's what you need to do. Um, I, I, I have to adapt every year, um, changing how I communicate, how I teach, how I, and I flow like water. I, I do whatever's necessary to be able to reach 15 different individuals and teachers have it worse. They got a classroom sometimes of 50 kids mm. and trying to connect and find what button connects with that kid is, is, is a lot of times really difficult. And so I'm ever growing, learning. I'm 53 years old and every year I self-evaluate and I, I've got to get better and I've got to learn. And so that's, it's just 
staying it keeps you young. It keeps you young and keeps you on your game. And if you're a self-actualizing person, that's what you need to do all the time anyway. Right. Exactly. Move through life. Yes. And it does keep you young. That's for sure. Um, <laughs> you know, you get older every year and it's no fun watching, you know, your, your kids stay the same age every year. Oh. It does. It, it keeps you young at heart. And I, I feel like longevity is based off of, you know, staying active, staying current, keeping your mind and your body just engaged at all times. And it really is. That's what keeps you young. Totally. It really does. So as a head coach, I mean, besides talking to your players about competition and winning and game strategy, what do you think is the single most lesson that you hope they get out of each and every game? And, and as we talked earlier, in some ways, how they, what they get out of life. You know, it's, it's not really game preparation. We don't base our, our kids value or, or we don't assess them on wins and losses. And so we're a process driven coaching staff and meaning, are we growing every day? Are we getting better with what we do? And it's not just basketball. Are our kids getting better with their accountability, their perseverance, their reliability, their mental toughness, their communication skills? Um, are they growing as basketball players? Are they, are they, you know, improving their skill level every day and their competitive nature? That's what you're looking, you know, that's how I assess is our program where it needs to be, not by a record and everyone else, don't worry, you get judged by your record as a coach all the time. It's, it's what people, you got to win. That's what people want, but that's not what we do. So our process is really focused on a day-to-day improvement. So when we talk to our kids, it's like, did you give 110%? We don't get this day back. This is all you've got and you're not given tomorrow. So did you get better today? Mm. And it's a growth minded environment atmosphere, positive culture, positive, you know, feedback, growth minded and not, you know, game. Hey, we do enough film work and game and a- analysis and all that. That's X and O that's not life. And, and for us, it's just getting better as human beings every day with what we do. You focus on that. You're going to be successful at whatever you do. It mm-hmm. is, it's my track record. It's, it's what I've done. I'm not the most talented person. I'm not the smartest person. I'm not the most athletic person, but all the goals I've ever achieved and wanted at a very high level, for whatever reason I've been able to accomplish, that's been my, my track record is my work ethic, my ability to be coachable and grow every day and get better. And so that's all I've applied to this new generation of who I coach. Mm-hmm. It's the same basics. I just deliver the message in a little different way. So it's not how big you are. It's how big you play. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's not the, it's not the size. It's, it's it, the size uh, of the heart and the effort. That's exactly. great. Good lessons that you're teaching them coach. So what's the worst thing players will say about coach Tammy Reese? You know, I can be very blunt and and intense at times. Um, it's never directed at one person, but I'm in t- I'm a New Yorker. I'm intense. And I also believe in great communication, real communication that you will never get lies where I'm not going to tell you the real. Um, I believe in that. And so, you know, the worst thing is, is coach can be hard, um, but it's the truth. And so what's the best I, thing they'll say about you, coach? You know, I fight for my kids. You know, I'm, I'm 100% there for you when you need us, not just me, our whole staff, Mm -hmm. you know, when you need us, what you need. Um, We actually generally care about the welfare of our kids. Um, Now, five years from now, 
25 years from now, when you need a job and you call me and you need me to help you, I'm going to be there. So, you know, the connection and and the love that we have for our kids and our program, that's the best thing. Um, totally. And, you know, sometimes I have to give hard love and you have to, as a parent, you should, um, but as, as a coach, coach, you should too. You should too. Yeah. And, and, you know, I tell this to our kids all the time. You won't learn a lot from your successes. You just don't, you become complacent. Um, it, it's easy, but through losses, through hardships, that's when you learn the most, you grow the most. Um, and sometimes, you know, I have to give that to them, um, in order for them to grow. Um, and so, you know, that's probably the worst thing they can say about me is, is she's tough. Um, and that's not such a bad thing to say. Not always, but not at all. Hey, if you're just dribbling in pun intended, thanks for listening. <laughs> I'm Deb Ruggiero, host and creator of Rhode Island's Amazing Women. My guest is URI women's basketball head coach, Tammy Reese. I know how much you care so deeply about all these young women that you coach, and you've met so many over your many years. Um, any story of resiliency or triumph by, by an athlete that really stands out in your mind? There's been there's been so many. You know, I, I've had multiple kids. You know, it's never easy. Uh, probably the worst thing that can happen to an athlete other than a family crisis or health or some losing a parent, there's nothing that compares to that, but just the athlete themselves, the worst thing that could happen is injury. It really is. And, and an injury that takes a year to come back from, mm -hmm. um, I've had multiple kids have, um, tear their ACL, which is a knee ligament. Um, and it usually takes nine to 12 months to come back. I've not, ha I've had multiple kids, not just tear one, they've tore it twice. Wow. And, you know, one of the kids, her name's Brittany Sykes. She played for me at uh, Syracuse, most athletic kid I've ever seen. She had two ACLs um, her senior year. I'm the guard coach. So I'm got, I'm coaching her, um, lived in the weight room twice a day on the court, you know, three times ready, trying to get drafted for the WNBA just puts in this amazing work. She's, she's been in college six years, overcoming two ACLs draft day comes for the WNBA and, and she gets drafted first round. Wow. And I'm, I'm watching her play yesterday for the Washington Mystics. It's her, I think her sixth year in the league now or seventh year. She plays overseas as well and just lockdown defender and, and, you know, all defensive team in the WNBA. And here's a kid that never thought she'd play again after her second ACL. But this is what, when we talk about kids with a work ethic, with a passion, with a resiliency, with determination that just say, no, I'm going to make this happen. And she did. And to watch her now become the pro she's become, that's why I coach. That's why I love coaching at the college level and not the pro level is stories like that. And there's there's so many of them. And as a coach, there's nothing better, nothing better to than to know you played a part in helping get that kid to where she's at and accomplish her her goals and her dreams. And we call it pay it forward. And that's why I coach. It's great, great story and all about resiliency. I think the expression is the harder you work, the harder it is to surrender, right? Yes. Vince Lombardi. Um, you know, you've coached, as I said, so many amazing women, but how about you? Who were some of your mentors? Well, you know, obviously my first one was my sixth grade teacher. He saw, he he got me on the playground. and We had recess back in the day in the early 80s and or late 70s. And he started, he played semi-pro ball for the Celtics, played in college. He's 6'6". Cool. And so he saw me in the fifth grade and 
started working with me at recess, just teaching me different skills. And then he was the six, a sixth grade teacher. So he made sure I got him as a teacher <laughs> next year. And I remember meeting with him. He had a ball and he said, listen, I'll train you every day for as many hours as you want. He goes, but you're a B plus student. And he, and I, he said, you think that's good enough? And I said, well, yeah, I'm a B plus student. I'm almost an A. Yeah. And uh, so he said, it's not good enough. Lock the ball away. Said, you get an A this first marking period, all the way across the board. I'll train you. He's been my trainer for the rest of my life. Wow. What a great story, Tammy. My God, coach. Since sixth grade, you've made such a remarkable difference in the lives of so many young women. We are so lucky to have you as the uh, University of Rhode Island head coach for the women's basketball team. Thank you so much for stopping by and chatting this afternoon. Oh, you're welcome. Thank you for having me. Appreciate it. And, you know, always look to support women in everything we do in the state and all around. Um, That's what we need to do. I end each show with a quote. And this one is from Tennessee's women's basketball coach, Pat Summit. She left us too soon in 2012. You can't always be the strongest or the most talented or the most gifted in the room, but you can be the most competitive. So true. I'm Deb Ruggiero. Thanks for joining. You can listen anytime, anywhere at the website, amazingwomenri.com. Thank you. Be kind and stay well.